This episode of We Watch Anything is produced in association with Studio Headphones, top quality Swedish audio wear that makes your ears happy. And if you use the exclusive discount code WeWatchAnything, all one word, you'll make your wallet happy too, as it takes 15% off at checkout. Go on, treat yourself. I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together, we we watch watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you'll know what's a surprise hit, and what's totally... Guten Morgen, guten Abend, guten Nacht. Whenever you're listening, and in whatever language, we're still here, and being us, and in the middle of a heatwave, and frankly, it's quite warm and hot everywhere, so... Yeah. <sighs> I'm boiling, dude. Yeah. I'm in a hot attic, and I'm boiling. We really should Sitting on complain. soft furnishings, underneath a hot computer... Oh, I'm not complaining. No, well, no, I I'm sitting on it, soft yeah, furnishings in a hot attic. <laughs> yeah. Life's terrible. <laughs> My daughter's downstairs and, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, but yes. No, not, I mean, normally we whinge about, well, we don't, but this country whinges about mm. how bad the weather's been. We're just not prepared for this sort of uh, ridiculous amounts of quite nice heat that doesn't ever yeah. let up or have a breeze. <laughs> I've been really enjoying it. Um, anyway, yeah, in fact, the weather's been so much... It's almost like fantasy weather. <laughs> <laughs> I really should leave you to be in charge of all segues. I, <laughs> no, I liked it. That was definitely not clunky at all. Um, no. Yes, you're right. Fantasies. This episode, we are going to be concentrating on the fantasy genre. Now, when we um, talked about this at the end of the last show, we did allude yeah. to the fact, well, I certainly did, that I had um, sort of been dabbling my toe in it recently, trying to watch Warhammer. Yeah. Um, and not really succeeding, because I, yeah. I just didn't find it very interesting. And it's not that I dislike fantasy at all as a genre. You know, I, I read a lot of it. Um or have read a lot of it, and I I like to watch some, but just there was just oh god, I just couldn't be bothered, just didn't care. I, there was something about it. Yeah, I started as well. I do intend to give it another go, but I just I watched the first fifteen minutes, and I just I didn't think this is a bad film. No, no, I didn't. But think it was for bad. some reason, I, I wasn't interested. Yeah, and yeah. I love a bit of fantasy. I love a bit of orcs. I love a bit of whatever. But I just couldn't figure out why it didn't get its hooks into me. And maybe it was just because it did start. You know, it's quite a bold move. You know, it started with those orcs. Yeah, and I'm but not sure maybe, it's that. Maybe that's I why. Just, but... You know, I even sort of have some connection to the universe. You know, like I, I've, mm. I've played Hearthstone, which is like the, the, you know, the trading card, battle card game thing. So some of the little sounds oh, yeah, yeah. they use in that were in the movie, and I was like, oh, I recognise that. Ooh, still don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got a confession about fantasy films. Ooh. Guess which film I've never seen? Labyrinth. I know that's a Conan line. the Barbarian. Ah. Never watched it all the way through, or Conan the Destroyer. Was that the sequel, Conan yeah, the Destroyer? Yeah, well, it was one of the sequels, at least. I imagine it's yeah. the sequel. Yeah. yeah. Probably, I've I don't seen think bits I've and bobs of both of them, I've, I've never I've, seen them all the way through. Yeah, I doubt I've seen Conan the Destroyer, to be honest with you. I was always much more, as we've discussed this before, we were both much more Beastmaster Beastmaster, and, a, and a, you know, a bit of Kral <laughs> on the yeah. side. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's the thing. You know, so we've grown up watching quite a big chunk of so a lot of a lot of movies that I feel very warmly towards a fantasy movie. So I was kind of quite yeah. excited to get my teeth stuck into this. And when we were looking at movies, 
actually mm. you kind of realize how sort of how much breadth there is potentially in the genre like we've picked i i don't think that my movie and the movie mm. that we watched as a combo sort of thematically could be further from each other however they still do kind of like exist in that in that sort of overwhelming genre of of fantasy yeah. i can't remember what, what you watched but i don't know how well that tied in with the, with whatever no, well, I can, I can tell you about it right now, dude, because oh. <laughs> because I'm all prepared to do that. Um, I watched a film called Horns. Oh, yes, no, um, I do. Oh, this is one of those ones that I suggested you watch, and at the same time I was like, oh, I need to watch that for ages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, well, I should say I my expectations were set low, because I remember Horns coming out. I remember it had Daniel Radcliffe. I sort of remembered the reviews as well, so... I went in with quite low expectations. It didn't get panned, by the way. It didn't get dreadful reviews, but it definitely got mixed reviews, and I just didn't like the sound of it. Anyway, enough, but I like Daniel Radcliffe. That, that's not a negative. And so do for I, me. but I, no, no, but I like Daniel Radcliffe. I just don't think he's. I he just doesn't have he does does doesn't turn me on or something. Fine. You know, yeah, I yeah. think he's I think he's great in the in 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 what's his name in um woman in black yeah, the woman in black. Yeah. But that's because most of the woman in black he just has to walk around looking, looking a bit, a bit sad and confused. Like he's yeah. concentrating. You know, <coughs> the moment he the moment he shouts, I always think he looks particularly stupid when he shouts. Yes, that's true. He's got quite an annoying shaped mouth. But Swiss Army Man's rather good. Yeah, well I haven't watched it all mm. yet, but yeah. No, but I like him very mm. much. I think he's a talented dude. I genuinely do, but he doesn't doesn't quite do. yeah fair enough, fair enough anyway anyway he's in horns <laughs> which is from 2013 and um basically it's all about this guy called Ig um played by Daniel Radcliffe who is the prime suspect it, the film starts and his girlfriend has been horribly murdered some time before i can't right. quite work out if it's supposed to be days weeks months but the point is she's dead she's predeceased and and he is the prime suspect, but he hasn't been locked up yet. But okay, the point is that everyone thinks it's him, and everyone in the community, or most of the people in the community, are sort of shunning him. And despite despite him declaring his innocence, and you know he's a bit of a, you know he's he's a bit of a rough dude, as in he sort of, you can tell he sort of drinks a bit. He's a bit of a sort of you know kind of you know the kind of person that's in a in a band as opposed to being a lawyer if you see what I yes. mean he's that kind of guy he's like always um, like he's not clean unkempt. shaven unkempt thank mm. you for god's sake anyway um and it, and it's, it starts with him just sort of like looking out of a window and suddenly you see like press the you know the gathered the gathered newsmen and women are outside waiting for him because basically he's being hounded you know this is all sort of a big news story about the death of this oh, okay this girl. Was she special in some way yeah yeah his girlfriend yeah no it's just yeah it's just I, I, no she's not there's nothing particularly special about her it's just a horrible murder in this small community you know anyway he's he's staying oh, right, with sorry, his parents, so this is big, this is not big city this is small community is it yeah, it's small community. I mean, it's a bit small vague about where it is. <laughs> oh God, not Russ Meyer. <laughs> Piss off. Um, um, anyway, so then it, quite soon there's a vigil being held, and in in the wood where her body was found, which and and basically he's not invited, you know. Um, and then and he's sort of nearby. He knows it's going on, and he's yeah. drinking heavily. And then basically he pisses all over the memorial and wakes up. You know, he gets completely hammered, pisses all over this sort of like memorial tour and stuff because he's just so sort of upset with everyone being a dickhead to him. And then he ends up having sex with someone else. Point is, blah, blah, blah. He wakes up, hungover, and he's got two protrusions coming out of his forehead. 
He's got a Small pair of horns beginning to grow. Oh, beginning to grow, just, yeah. just At the first, it's just sort of like, yeah, just bulges beneath his skin. Oh. <laughs> what a horrid way of putting it. Um, uh, obviously, he sort of is shocked by this, um, and then they very quickly start to get a bit bigger. He goes to see a doctor who puts him to sleep, and you see the first of these sort of flashbacks, and you sort of see how his relationship with the girl who's died sort of came together. Um and you learn how they first met. You know, they've known each other since they were, you know, childhood sweethearts, basically. she was. They met in church with her sort of flashing a Morse code message at him using the reflected sun from a cross around her neck. Mm. I'm going into quite a lot of detail. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but no, but in the, in the, actually, it's quite nice, this series of flashbacks, because the flashbacks keep on happening, and it's quite sort of it-like. You know, it's kind of like the childhood yeah, characters, yeah. this group of friends, and they're sort of really tight. And then during the course of the film, you meet them as older as you know, if it were done properly, as, now. as opposed to being split into yeah. two parts rather stupidly. But the re- the really important thing that you need to get is that not only does he have these weird horns that he can't really explain, but quite early on, people start behaving weirdly about him. And the long story, the long story short, is that people, the, whatever happens with the horns, is that people start telling him their darkest secrets and desires. So if he's just near them, they will start saying, you know, I really want to push this person over or something like that. And if he bids them to sort of do it. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't think of a darker (laughs) example. And and if he sort of gives them permission to do it, they will act upon it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's. So the first scenes, it's sort of happening subtly at first, mm. you know, and but he starts re- realizing what's happening, and he, there are quite dark scenes where he's basically his pet because people just keep on telling him this awful truth. So his parents say, you know, we think you're basically guilty of murdering this girl, and we think you're a worthless shithead, kind of thing. Lovely. <laughs> you know, oh, great. But then during the course of this, he starts. Um, he he discovers he of an, another witness, an unknown witness who might know exactly what happened to his girlfriend. And that's where I'm going to go to. That's as far as I'm so going with plot. Does does anyone else comment on the horns? Do they go, oh, yes. bloody hell, you got horns? <laughs> yes. So they, they, they do and they don't. But that's what sort of freaks him out because people sort of just seem to... It's a bit like the way people are about the dead kid in my boyfriend's That's, that's what I was going to ask. Like, oh, that dead kid again. Yeah. Yeah, there's an element of that with people just go, hey, you've got horns, yeah. Oh, well, you know, kind of. Yeah. About, yeah. Um, so... That's as far as I'm going with plot. Okay, now, this is directed by um, Alexandre Ajar. I'm not sure how you say his name, but he directed the Hills of Eyes remake, Piranha 3D. That's that, what, yeah, that's where I know the name yeah. from, yes. The Kiefer Sutherland horror film, Mirrors, have yes. you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite forgettable. Yeah. Um, and, and he's directed this, and it's described as dark fantasy horror. Um and first of all, it didn't feel at all like horror to me at all. Mm. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like it. It feels more like a Donnie Darko movie or something like that. Yeah, it's a magical know, it's realism kind of, kind of thing is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, kind of yeah. black comedy, fantasy, definitely. And it's definitely quite funny at times. Mm. I mean, it definitely made me chuckle out loud kind of thing. Um, but loads of the reviews, and I remember this at the, from the time, just really focus on the genre and the fact that it doesn't seem to conform to one genre. And I know what they're getting at because it is the tone is uneven. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's just like just criticizing something because it's not a being genre a horror film yeah. is, is it gets quite frustrating in itself. I like I say, I do see what they're getting at, but like because there is an element, it feels a bit like a kind of mix between like a a young adult Twilightish teen film, mm-hmm. a, a Donnie Darko y thing, a horror thing towards the end. You know, that, but 
I think the thing is that, like, what I liked about it is that like, <coughs> the, the story between Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Juno Temple plays his oh, good. I um, like girlfriend. And you see them, how they came together sort of thing. And it's, I think it's a really re- well-realised sort of relationship. Mm. You kind of believe that these two people were in love kind of thing. Um, the sort of interaction between him and his friends when they were kids is really nicely done. What I'm getting at is that the peripheral characters I kind of cared about quite a lot. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe's character himself, I found him a bit irritating, mm-hmm. but not so bad that it ruined the film. Do you think you're supposed um, to find him irritating or not? Yeah, I think so. Be... Yeah, he he's definitely not an all an you know not a completely lovable character. Yeah. He is a bit of a tit. Um, the, all of that said, it's two hours long. It's oh. definitely outstays its welcome. It really does. Oh, yeah, this and is think... sounding like an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. And I think it would have been so much better. And I think the thing is right. So. The, the the bit that's an intriguing murder mystery hmm. because that's the line it sort of follows is 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 really good and I think so, in fact this is a fantasy episode I think some of the fantasy stuff not the horns because obviously that's key to the whole thing but yeah some of the sort of more fantasy bits at where it goes I'm not going to say anything about what it happens but I just feel like they could have just left that and left it a bit more stripped down okay. I also think in ways it's a the problem is this film's budget. I almost think because it's got, I think it's almost got too much money in it, and uh, it's almost like it can because it's so off kilter and a bit weird. Yeah, it feels a bit like um, you know, like when you see jeans that have been bought already ripped. Yes, it's like that. That's or like, an or excellent like a, analogy. Yeah, or like a, a one I thought was just a multi platinum bad suddenly making you know doing a garage album. You know? Yeah, yeah. It just it just felt a bit irritating. A bit arch it, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I think the only other, and like I said, I think. They just needed to cut it down a bit, and as well, the 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 cardinal sin really, I think, is that every now and then he drops in these kind of um, uh, voiceovers, and it's just so not required. They're like, why? I just like someone saying, "I just decided to walk down the road." I know, I can see you're walking down the road. You don't need to tell me you're walking down the road as well. It's just, yeah, but yeah, I'm, and as well, I, it's it's just quite good. The, by the end, I was sick of it, but I really did think. This is good stuff. It made me laugh in a couple of places. Daniel Radcliffe's very good, but all the other peripheral characters are really good as well. I hey, can sweet. see why people think it's uneven. That's and, I, and I'm not going to necessarily say do or don't a plus, but I do think you. Sh- I do think it's worth a watch, but it's still it's, for we... me still a valiant effort as opposed to okay, actually so good. C plus, B minus. Yeah, C plus ish. I was yeah. pretty. I had yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I, I, I still ha- can't quite work out whether you've watched that, so I don't have to. I still, I'm kind of intrigued, but I know, I know, and I, f- I wish I could be a bit more decisive, but it just, it isn't completely terrible, and yeah. it isn't awesomely brilliant. It has little sprinklings of awesome within its, within it, but it's just, yeah, I enjoyed watching it definitely mm. much more than I thought I was going to. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, now, did you have any best line? Worst lines from this? I do have a, a, a best line, and it's from the bit when he goes to see the Doctor, and it sort of um, illustrates, uh, you know, this the way people sort of react to his horns. Okay. Well, can you see anything that might be wrong with me? You mean uh, besides your horns? Well, no, that's exactly what I mean. So you can see them. Well, shouldn't you both be shocked or something? I think if I saw someone with horns, I'd piss down my leg. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was it. I really like the way he said, I pissed out my leg. <laughs> oh, and of course, that, that's the other thing. That's Daniel Radcliffe doing an American accent. Mm. And um, Does he maintain yeah, it? I think he does all right, but oh. I don't know. We need an American to tell us. True. Because <laughs> I think, you know, I don't like to be too harsh on these things. But yeah, it was fine. But um, So yeah. overall... Yeah, I still don't know, but um, no, nor do I. Sorry. I think I, I think I might. I might. I might. Um, I think you should. I, 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 oh, I found I myself just—I was really intrigued and wanted to keep watching it, and it just let me down at times. Yeah. Okay. Now, interesting. As you say that, I did watch your revenge movie from last last episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, <laughs> good. Anywho, so well, okay, that that moves on to mine then, I guess. Um, mm. Which, having said that, things are very different in the in the fantasy genre um i've i've got something that maybe is a is a little it's definitely closer to yours than it is to to our combo movie i watched a movie okay. called american fable oh yeah 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 yep. and um i'll give you a basic sort of plot overview um there is a uh a girl called gitty gertie so they had a it short for Gertrude anyway. Um, and she is in the farming belt in America. She lives on a farm with her parents and her brother. The farm is in, it's it's sort of 80s, early 80s, which is when I think American farming went, underwent a pretty terrible time. So is it set in the 80s or yeah. was made in the 80s? Yeah, yeah set in the 80s. No, it was made a couple of years ago. Released, right, last, okay. released in 2016, okay. and um, there are constant reports. You know, at the beginning of the movie about oh, another farmer's, like, you know, so and so up the road hung himself, kind of thing. And they, you know, they, mm. they, so it was a depression time. Um, the uh, the they were pretty cut off as a rural community because they were all you know quite skint, and so she plays with her friends in the field. She has a pet chicken called Happy, and <laughs> she is told not to go near this enormous grain silo but she does and she finds inside the grain silo is a man in a suit and she sort of starts to form a, a friendship with him while at the same time uh having some visions of a lady on a horse with armor and horns and <laughs> um dealing with her slightly psychotic brother who Okay, not played she... by Daniel Radcliffe by any chance. No, no, no. But he does occasionally try and chop bits off with axes and things. He's quite unpleasant. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it, really. And it's sort of it's the story of how that unfolds and what whether the man in the silo is real or not, and whether um, what he's doing there and her relationship with him and how that sort of um, translates to the the, the 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 wider picture, right? Um, and the sort of socio-economic circumstances. It's probably about, about all I can say about it in that front because I do not want to give wow. anything away particularly. It's it is but it's very much it is on the border between drama and fantasy. I would say right. for large portions of it, I was I was watching it going should should I turn this off? Not because mm. I wasn't enjoying it, and to I'll, I'll say right away it's a it, I don't know if I did enjoy a lot of it actually, but it's a very well made film and it's it's very it's, it's I, I would I would definitely say it's good and I'm definitely going to recommend it, but mm. um. It does live on that border. It's obviously very heavily influenced by Guillermo del Toro, I would say. Not oh, okay. in his classic... Not You know, there's no people with hands and eyes in their hands and things. But <laughs> it has... The, but it does... It's very kind of like in awe of magical realism as a genre. And she does... The, the director does a cracking job of it, to be honest with you. She... I think it's... It is a better... 
this is this might sound strange, but it's a better directed film than it is a, a film. I don't know how to, if that's right. It's it's a better yeah. directed film than it is written. It's probably the best way to put it. She wrote it as well. A lady called Anne Hamilton. I have no idea what she's got coming up, um, but uh, yeah, it was very much it's very much a vision kind of movie. You know, it's beautifully yeah. shot, really nicely done. It captures the the cornfields and everything there, and the, the sort of the sense of alienation out in the out in the, the wilderness, um, and. It does it does definitely contain qualities of where you're unsure what is quite real and what's not. And there are a couple of a bit self-indulgent sort of dream sequences where it gets a bit tarsome mm. sing and just a bit too much, <laughs> much symbolism and things being thrown around. You're like, okay, you can finish that now. Um, but the little girl who is the lead um, called Peyton Kennedy, who's in quite a few things and she's got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I feel like I recognise the name. Yeah, she has been not a lot of stuff that I've seen, to be honest with you. Um, but she's in the thing. She was in Grey's Anatomy in a bit recently, and she's in the thing where everything sucks and um, just, just, just. She's got quite a decent sort of like filmography, but she is only small. Um, and then Kit Pardew's in it, who I like very much. Oh yeah. Um, and you don't see him in enough things. And Richard Schiff as well, who is Richard Schiff, is in The West Wing. Did you ever watch The West Wing? Yeah, I did in the end. Yeah, I he watched played, it quite late. He's but, Toby yeah. Ziegler in The West Wing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in Man of Steel, he's in Seven, he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's... That, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a funny one. It's like I say, I don't know if I'll go and watch it again. I don't even know if I enjoyed watching it, but I think I would yeah, recommend you sound watching like you're, it. You sound like you're still in two minds. I'm still quite It also sounds like it's not the kind of film that... It, it, obviously, you've been very brief with plot, which is great. Mm. But is it because it's... I don't have a best line, worst line, because there isn't even that much dialogue in it in some respects. Oh, really? I mean, there, there is dialogue, but none of it's very... The dialogue Memorable. isn't what actually tells the story of the film, I don't think, really. Yeah, okay. Um, it's, you know, a lot of it's very straight down the line, kind of this... I'm, the, the dialogue is functional, whereas what she does with the, the light and the, the camera mm. following around and the scene setting is what really tells the story, I think. It sounds to me like the kind of film where you got to the end and went, huh, mm. like that. I didn't love the ending also, but I um, there's certain things I did, as I say, there's certain things I did like, and I definitely would recommend it. I do think in some ways a bit like yours, it's a kind of honourable failure. Mm. Um, and it's a great stepping stone for, I think, what this director could maybe do in the future. But maybe she needs to, she's, she's definitely got her voice, but she needs to make it sound a bit less like Guillermo del Toro probably. Right. Um, because he sounds like him, and he does yeah. it very, very well. Uh, I, look, if you if you could compare it to sorry to interrupt, but if you could compare it to one Del Toro film, as in what's its closest to? Is it Pan's Labyrinthy? Is it well? It, is it, it, in some ways, it has to be because it's about a young girl discovering something potentially horrible. Yeah. Um. So then it has that sort of thematic link. It's not very much like Pacific Rim at all. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Good point. It doesn't sound anything like Pacific Fucking Rim. <laughs> Is it is it scary at all like Pan's Labyrinth? Uh, I know see, that's the thing. That's where it, that's where it sort of lifts away from that. It doesn't have the scary side. It doesn't have the the sort of menace. That threat. Yeah, the mm. threat. I don't think it, oh, that's that's a lie. Actually, her brother is a palpable threat, and it does that that threat increases towards the end of the movie. That does things do come to a head, and her brother does become a much more threatening a more presence. Of a tool. Yeah. yeah. But as like yeah. I said, I'm going to say this is it's a C plus probably. <laughs> I don't think it's quite. It might be a B minus. It's mm. living somewhere in that hinterland. Maybe it's a B double minus or C double plus. It just it, it it's where the two intersect. 
Well, I think, you know, you're making me think that because I really enjoyed watching Horns. I feel like I should give it a higher mark. Because ah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want people to come away thinking I, you know, I, it was a good film. I just it had flaws. Yours doesn't sound. I'm, I'm not feeling excited by your film. No, well, it's it's hard because it's very low key. It's hard to be super excited, but it is a good film. It's mm. a quality bit of filmmaking, and I would recommend it. I would definitely not. I would definitely okay. not not recommend it if that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm not running around <laughs> saying, "Oh, you have to see American Fable." <laughs> I just really um, see that on the poster. Not, not recommended. <laughs> Benjamin Strivens. but I do. Um, yeah, no, I look. I de- don't. Don't not watch it, but don't don't dash out to do that. Stop with the double negatives, you prick. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good, but it's not great. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, tell you what is good though. Yes. Is um, the headphones I've been using recently? Oh yeah, tell yes. me more about them. Well, studio trays is what I've been plugging into my ears since the nice people at studio sent them to us um and frankly i go through i've been through a few pairs of bluetooth headphones and normally i find what's really annoying is they stick out quite far and Mm. also they drop out a lot yeah whereas these sit nice and flush to the ears and they kind of tuck into your ear bits canals that's the word um and they're pretty unobtrusive like you know i think that and and they also let in a lot of sound which is nice so you're not going to get run over by being entirely plugged up they are, they are, no, they're awesome headphones. Now, what's the offer code, dude? What the do offer code, have to yes, do? if you want to get a pair of new headphones, which I highly recommend you do, because I'm sure the ones mm. you're wearing are about to die, then go to the website, studio.com, and there is a special offer code, just we watch anything, all capitals, and that will get you 15% off the purchase price. And 15%? to be honest with you, these aren't super cheap oh. headphones. We're not talking about like, oh, what can I get on Amazon? Tick, I'll get the cheapy ones. These are a quality bit of kit made by people who care about sound so they sound good they look good they feel good and if you use our offer code we watch we watch anything all one word lovely then they'll also be priced good (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoyed that thanks good old studio.com whatever it is yeah is it studio 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 studio.com brilliant thanks guys one thing they didn't do however (laughs) was make Season of the Witch. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know how I know that? Because <laughs> um, no. you watched it for a podcast? That's yes. what it is. Um, yeah, so that's a, our combo movie, Season of the Witch. Jono, who's in Season of the Witch? Enlighten the good people. Nick Cage. Oh, yes. We've watched a lot of Nick Cage. Well, actually, I've watched a lot of Nick Cage for this podcast. <laughs> you've, you've, and I'm never going to complain. Nick Cage correspondent. I am never going to complain about it. We've got yeah. Nick Cage. And also, as a double whammy of awesome, we've got Ron Perlman. Who doesn't love a bit of Ron Perlman? If anyone of you out there doesn't love a bit of Ron Perlman, I might have to send you help. <laughs> I mean, he's the main reason I really like that fourth Alien movie. Yeah, absolutely. He's the best he's thing about that, that. My country yeah. Apart from the way, I quite like it when Sigourney's kind of pretending to be the half-hybrid alien. Oh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. That, that um, sort of uh, uh, basketball scene is great. Yes. With, her, with Ron Perlman. Yeah. 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 Anyway, but no, he's in Season of the Witch. With um, oh, can you hear that motorbike going past? Yeah, wow. <laughs> there was another one earlier that was quite loud. That was, that was a particularly was annoying one. Um, right at the start. Yeah, so Ron Perlman is in Season of the Witch with Nick Cage. They're the two main stars, and it's all about. So it starts off. There's with also a, battle. a lady star. Yeah, no, but I'm just I'm, I'm just starting with the two main dudes at the beginning because you meet them at the beginning, and it's uh, it's the Crusades. I'm going to um, stop you right there. Okay, go, go. What? Well, before we join our two two chaps on the Crusades, 
yeah. we have a scene in a village where they <laughs> we do yeah, where they hang and then duck three witches and the thing yeah. is you know in general you think our, our modern view of witches is they were you know probably people driven by often you know it's reported ergot poisoning and bread and you know there's a lot of hallucination mm. stuff going in the village and you know witches were basically a sort of scapegoat for fear and etc 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 however these witches appear to actually be witches well, I thought it wasn't confirmed, but I thought just well, one definitely them. was. Two of them. Or was it two? Yeah, two yeah. of them. Come yeah, back. you're right. It's a, it's a sort of good horror film opening action sequence, mm. isn't it? Sort of thing. Well, not action sequence, but... And it has the work. hound in it for just the yeah, briefest yeah. period of time. And I thought, brilliant, the hound's in this. And then not again. He's in it for a line, and then he disappears. Yeah, and he, yeah, I kept on expecting, expecting him to say Yarp as well, because yeah. he's that dude, isn't he? Yarp. Yeah. Um, Yarp. Um, so sorry. Anyway, say. fast forward from the, so we we, we leave oh, yeah. we leave dark witchy England and then we head over to the Middle East and the Crusades and um, Nick Cage and Ron Perlman being the two baddest assist crusaders around. <laughs> yeah, and they're having a there's some awesomely sort of bad sort of machismo kind of oh, yes. macho like lines between the two of them when they're sort of discussing who's going to buy the drinks that evening and it's like how many kills they're going to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is awesomely bad, and um, and then uh, something happens that brings the they 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 basically desert. They don't want to be there anymore because yeah. Cage accidentally kills a woman. But he finds um, that the whole crusade lot have been killing women and children. He gets disgusted yeah. by the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. He, he basically he witnesses an atrocity. Yes. Um, and so they decide right, they're just going to desert Bagarov, and then um. Uh, they suddenly seem to be back in England, and I well, can't there, there's recall. a point where they sort of they, they, there's a brief caption where they're sort of like on the outskirts of Syria, and we're back in England, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, so then they, so they 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 trudge their way across the Middle East, presumably find some sort of boat and get back to England, and then are trudging their way across somewhere that looks like a Yorkshire Moor or possibly Exmoor or somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, and basically the 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 reason season of the witch is that they they come to this place and they're, they're basically they've got to they've got to transport a witch um and it, yes. and and transport a witch across this part of the country to somewhere else because something's going to happen to her there i'm a bit vague about it because it but, basically becomes a little bit like wages of fear yeah no, well they're meant to take her to a monastery i think where a right. book that will perform a sort of exorcism rite of witches exists yeah because um, we see the book in the in the opening bit and it gets set fire to um, that's right yeah. so they're, they're meant to take her to this place and um a lot of the movie is taken up with their journey from the because there is a plague on the land there is a, bl- yeah. a bite a bite or a blight a blight um right. there's a blight where people appear to have it's not the black death they you know they're very pussy mm. and exploding green and weird and sort of almost seem dead of course, not. yeah so this is the whole point so this is why they want them to transport this witch because yes. they think this witch is the source of this particular scourge on their community you're right i'm not explaining this very well but let's be honest it is a nick cage film called season of the witch i don't think we have to be too abc-ish with the plot no and, um, and, as they transport the witch you know they they uh, they really don't believe that she's a witch i think and a couple of them don't and then yes yeah, so it, it, that's another important thing because they it's not just nick cage and, and yes. ron they, they they assemble a little band so there's a religious dude there's a kind of Cockney dude. Yeah. There's a, well, no, he would be Cockney, except they all put on American accents, don't they? Yeah, They're it's not Cockney the at all. A bit strange. They are strange, aren't they? There's a young dude who's almost like a will, it, a will self. 
No, well, self. No, what do I mean? Um, oh, whatever. Squire. A young let's call dude. Him a squire. Uh, let's call him a squire. Thank you, Will Self. Where's that come from? Um, you know, and, and they're all transporting the witch. And a sort of slightly robust warrior-y type priest as well. Oh yes, yes, and yes. Good point. And uh, and you do, and you as the viewer don't know whether she's a witch. You know, it's not absolutely confirmed. She just seems a little bit timid and frightening, but she does seem to have strength and. They are sort of a bit scared of her, but you can't tell whether she actually is one or not. No. But she starts sort of seemingly doing witch sort things. of getting under their skin, shall we yes. say. And as I say, it does get quite sorcerers or wages of fear with this bit when they go across that bridge particularly. Yeah, There's yeah. a kind of classic collapsing drawbridge. I mean, you know, rope bridge kind of thing yes. which they have to cross. It's awesome. Um Yeah. That's enough plot though, isn't it? And then eventually well they do get to the place and then a, a large set piece sequence happens. I say again, that's enough plot, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's about it, really. Um, oh. I, I don't. I I I chose this because I I don't. It's it's another one where you go, is this really fancy? It sort of is. It's kind of like a horror movie, but I, yeah, like, no, I think it in definitely the same is. way that Hansel and Gretel is a horror movie, which it's not. It's not a horror movie. It is fancy, but it is at the sort of horror end of the spectrum, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's okay. I, th- I, I felt like fantasy to me. Dude. I guess it's sword and sorcerer, isn't it? Which is pretty yeah, fantasy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like, you know, just it's a wide breadth of genre. What did you think mm. of it, though, Jono? Well, <laughs> I really quite enjoyed myself. <laughs> I thought it was appalling in a, in a in a kind of very B movieish kind of way, and I wished, wished, wished it was funnier. I wish it had some of the sort of. The medieval dead type humour. Yes, it. so did I. Ron Do, Perlman you know occasionally I mean? tries to inject some. Like he just, he, he can't not be funny. I'm, yeah. I, I think I might have liked it slightly less than you did because at some point I was just like, oh, just can this finish? <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, that's. I mean, it is only an hour and thirty-five minutes long. It felt yes, very beeish. Yeah, didn't it? but that is. Very, the- that's that is the beauty grace. of it. That is its saving yeah. grace. It's actually, by the time I was going, oh, can this finish, please? The third act happens, which is utterly ridiculous. Um, yeah. And where they spent all of the budget. And yeah. the, <laughs> there's even some really bad slow-mo. I don't know if you noticed in the Crusade bit. And that you can generally tell oh, yeah, I did poor that, slow-mo yeah. that hasn't been shot at a slow-mo rate. And then, mm. and then, then um, you know, dialed down. And it's really badly done. Um but they, yeah, they sort of spent all the budget on the last on the last act, and the rest of it just kind of you know wandered along before then. Um, yeah. I yeah, I, it's pretty bad. I mean, look, it's Nick Cage being very faux serious, and Ron Perlman not being, and it just sort of meanders along and is a bit silly, really. It's, I know, and I just wish they'd had a slightly better script because you kind of think this is pretty silly B movie nonsense. Yes, why not just have a little bit more fun with it? And the thing is, it's got but. It, I don't know. I mean, what? what it's a fifth. Is it a fifteen? Is it an eighteen? Because maybe, maybe oh, it's it a fifteen. It's a fifteen. Oh right, yeah. I mean, it didn't feel like a horror film at all, even though it slightly had horror tinged no. moments. Oh, so this is it. what I'm going to say. So the witch. I should say, by the way, Claire Foy. That's plays it. The witch. Yeah. So yeah, yeah again, you've got, you got a decent actress in there. Yeah. Um, it is directed by the same dude who directed Swordfish. Oh, is it? Gone oh, in God. sixty seconds. Oh God! Which is yes. just an appalling movie. It's terrible. But also California, which I quite like. Yeah, I I, I never really. It's liked probably it. a bit of style over substance if I come back to it, but I have quite liked mm. it. And more music videos than you could shake a stick at. Yeah. Lots of um, 
lots of Richard Marks and uh, more Richard Marks, a bit of Tina Turner, but Janet Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the directing was not nothing to write home about, but it 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 just it wasn't bad either. Do you know what I mean? It just it did feel like someone who's just no, knows their knows how to do it and just knocks it out. That was definitely I mean? someone just knocking one out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tab oh, Steve Stephen Campbell Moore is the um, one of the actors in it as well. Who's in? Oh, he's in oh, the History Boys and yeah, 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 like yeah, that. yeah. I forgot. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And so, Stephen know, Graham is the bloke who's normally plays a Cockney geezer. Yes, and um, I forgot he seems in it. to. He, he looked like the bassist out of the animals in this, but yeah, he, um, he's not. He's actually he's become quite a sort of seriously good and well, you know, regarded actor. And he's and he's always great, but I couldn't work out why they were doing American accents. It just no, seems a bit odd. His whole thing's a bit odd. It's just not very good, is it? But you know, like I say, mm. would you recommend that someone watch this? Yeah, I would in a way. I actually mm. think this is quite. I, but but you used this phrase for a film last time. I can't remember which one, but I, I almost think this would be a good hangover movie. Um, oh yeah, just yeah, yeah. It's so throwaway and silly. And I and I definitely think it hangs together better than a lot of films like this. It's more. I think it's more bearable than a lot of Nicolas Cage's sort of second string bullcrap that he's been making in the last fifteen years. Yeah, um, but, but, but in a very point. very. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah, no. Well, no, saying that I, I have watched it, it twice, funnier. but that wasn't for <laughs> this podcast. I, I just watched it again partly because I was on the train and I, it was downloaded to my iPad and I didn't have any signal, so I just watched yeah. it. It did. It did make me just want to watch uh, Medieval Dead. And yeah, have a bit of Bruce Campbell fun, you know. Yeah, it's missing. It's missing a proper bit of Bruce Campbelling and a bit of mm. a bit of a Sam Raimi deft touch, really. Yeah, um, so yeah, no, I, I don't think I'd recommend it. I, I know what you mean about it being a hangover movie. It could it could work in that context, um, but mm. it's not quite bad enough. I don't think this is the thing. No. I think those bits of it are a bit too bland to make it truly enjoyable for. Hangover. I know. Well, I, to be honest, the best example of that is right at the beginning because. Okay, so you've got that opening sequence, that opening scene with the witches, which is yeah. actually a passable opening scene. I yeah, think that's definitely. in ways probably the best bit. But then you meet Ron Perlman and Nick, Nicolas Cage, who seem to have an all right chemistry together on the screen, yeah. don't they? But like when they do that sort of, that that macho kind of who's buying the drinks tonight, and it's just such lazy bull... Well, the annoying you know, thing just, is... You've heard those lines a million times before and it just like, you could have done something better or different, but why just do that? <laughs> but what, what's annoying thing is, but that, that's the thing, this is where it goes with the bland thing. It's like, I was looking to that section for my best line, worst line, mm. and then I, I, I re-listened to it and re-watched it and actually it's just meh. Yeah, exactly. I was hoping, I, thought, is... I, I, I remembered it being slightly more overblown than it was and going, yeah, ha, ha, ha. And then I got back to it and went, oh, mm. no, it wasn't that bad. No. The, the, only, I, the only thing I did pick out um, and oh, yeah. purely because it tickled me, um, is a scene where the two of them are walking across England after they've got there. Okay. Um, and it's just, it just sort of, it, you know, it, it nicely contrasts the uh, the slightly wannabe Bruce Campbellness of Ron Perlman. And they're just like, <laughs> oh, Nick Cage is in slightly faux, kind of like serious mode where he's being terribly earnest about things. <laughs> We've been walking all day and haven't passed a soul. Keep your souls. Let me find a chicken. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. <laughs> Let me find a chicken. <laughs> this is a great advert for Nando's or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, it's a pretty... It's a C-, minus, I think. Hmm. Yeah, no, well, I, I, I'm in the same... Yeah, I think it sounds like I did enjoy it more than you, but... Um... 
I was just quite, I was so delighted it was quite short. I feel like I've had a yeah. lot of long films compared to you. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The brevity <laughs> brevity is its absolute saving grace. Definitely. Nice. Right, what are we going to watch next? Well, um, you oh, it's my were choice. Thinking, it it's is my your choice. choice. Right. Don't well, I'm thinking noise. either. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking either something science fictiony. Yay. Or something science fictiony. Yeah, I was. You know, we we. Yeah. Oh. What? No, no, no. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I was just going to do a teen movie. A teen movie. But it might be a bit too close to coming of age, which we've done recently. I think Should we so stick to science fiction? Science fiction. Science fiction okay. up. Science fiction with old people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it really broad. I'll have a think about how to narrow. That sounds brilliant. Okay. As ever, good people, mm-hmm. if you have a genre you'd like us to do, a movie you'd like us to watch, something you'd like us to talk about, or if you'd just like to tell us to shut up and stop talking, get in touch. Do the Twitter thing at we watch anything because that is guaranteed to get across my eyes uh, facebook I'll, I'll cast on over and an email an email does definitely reach us but twitter it for you know for our for pleasure yeah mm-hmm. absolutely just just yeah. you know just get in touch or write us a review as well that's nice if you want to yeah send, you can send us a message in a review on itunes or another podcast providing service <laughs> but don't um, forget to buy some new headphones as well. Oh yeah, from our friends at studio.com. That's also true. <laughs> and don't forget to use the discount code. Yeah. Until you watch next anything time. Or one word. Until next 50% time. Off. We will be back. <laughs> with hopefully a sort of bag full of space operas or something suitably sci-fi fun. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Come on, Jono, say something. (laughs) I don't want to say anything, dude. You know how emotional I get at the end. We'll miss you. We hope you miss us. And we'll speak to you all soon. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Nice to see you, dude. And you Take care now. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.